Welcome to Bible Fellowship Church's The Upper Room. Our podcast addresses the Christian's role in today's culture. We hope you enjoy it and find it informative. To help support our ministry, please consider becoming a subscriber and financial contributor. Links to donate are on our website at bfcforyou.org. Now let's get going. All right, this is Scott Kimball. I'm a pastor here at Bible Fellowship Church, and I uh, want to welcome everybody to the upper room this evening. Uh, with me tonight, our fellow pastor, Bob Wren. How you doing, Bob? Evening, Scott. Good to be here. Good to have you with us. And also with us this evening is our intrepid sound engineer, Andrew Kimball. How you doing, Scott. Andrew? <laughs> uh, can't complain. That's good. Wouldn't do you any good anyway. Yeah, nobody would listen. Right. Is exactly how it works. All right. Well, I want to encourage our audience. Uh, we, again, I want to thank you for listening in on the podcast. Uh, it means a lot to us that people are checking this thing out and, and getting some value out of it. We are getting some feedback uh, from time to time from folks who've listened to various episodes. And it seems like we're at least doing something of value here, which is uh, which pleases me quite a bit. So I also want to ask you, if you would, please, if you get a chance to leave a review or leave stars or whatever it is that your podcasting app allows you to do, I would appreciate that. It helps get our podcast out there to more folks uh, to listen. Obviously, our podcast is directed primarily at the folks at Bible Fellowship Church, but uh, we do this knowing that people from anywhere in the world can listen to it. And we're hopeful that, uh, again, that this adds some value to the discourse uh, within Christianity. With that, I'd like to go ahead and get started uh, discussing the Sunday message. We actually had a guest speaker this last Sunday, which is why I thought this format would be uh, pretty enjoyable to do, that where we can maybe go back and think a little more deeply about what was said. And so this last Sunday, we had, our guest speaker was uh, Jesse McBride, who describes himself as a, as a missionary, which I thought was kind of cool. And he preached a message, um, and I titled the message, Aligning Our Perspective with What God is Doing Next. So from your guys' perspective, having had a chance to listen to it for a second time, since you all were both there on Sunday, any thoughts on the main theme or topic of the, of the message? Uh, the main theme that I pulled out of it was pretty much, basically, if we, if we know God and God knows us, then he will be there for us and help us get through trials in life. That doesn't mean that he will remove the trials or that we'll have it easy, but allow us, he'll give us what we need to overcome or to, to get through. And we know God by looking back at what he's done throughout history and the promises that he's made and the promises that he's kept in the past. Uh, I also, some of the, the notes I took more generally, I thought it was interesting that uh, Jesse kind of wound up doing his sermon right in the same uh, neighborhood that Don has been preaching in. I thought that was kind of a cool coincidence. And then I I just also kind of thought that uh, Jesse's ministry that he does to help pastors is is unique and you know was was kind of a cool thing because he opened up his sermon given a little bit of uh, information on what he does and his ministry kind of equipping pastors and trying to help them get their feet firmly planted 
in other countries, but also here in the United States. Well, yeah. I, I likewise uh, enjoyed the opening that Jesse gave um, concerning what what he does, because um, I, I really had no idea. I, I, I kind of knew he, he was like, had been a youth pastor or maybe still was a youth pastor. But uh, to find out that he was actually um, focused on helping pastors, being a pastor to pastors is how he described it, I think, in his sermon around here, but also looking to focus on equipping pastors in uh, Central America, uh, which is very similar to what Alan Sowers and uh, Trish Sowers do down there with uh, Sowers for Pastors. And so kind of unique that um, first time I met him was over here when Alan was in town picking up backpacks. And so Mm -hmm. they had an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, get together, make an acquaintance, uh, develop a relationship so that maybe further down the road um, they can work together in the same areas where they're at, not duplicate work. But as as far as um, the sermon topic, I I was grateful that he continued on with uh, where Don had left off, and I thought that was uh, quite a challenge. And when when he um, picked up, it, you never you, you never kind of know where um, somebody who's not you're not familiar with is going to go with this. Um, and so it wasn't long into the sermon before he he let us know that um, he was following a dispensational type of, you know, literal grammatical hermeneutic, you know, that the audience was who the message was to and all of that. And there was this topic of doing a new thing in there. God's doing a new thing, which is um, a, a kind of a, um, a topic that are uh, verbiage, uh, Christianese, if you will, about um, that you hear a lot um, in charismatic circles. God's doing a new thing, you know. And um, in, in this passage, uh, Jesse handled that topic very well. God was talking about doing a new thing, but he was also talking to the people of Israel at the time. But I want you to forget the old thing. You know, in, in one sense, I want you to remember everything that I've done because it proves to you that you can trust me. And it shows that I'm I'm trustworthy and I keep my word. But on an, on the other hand, you focusing on everything from the past can blind you to what I'm about to do in the future. And that was the real the real thing that that got me at the end of it was is that you know we we can become so wrapped up in a particular focusing on everything God has done, and, and that is very much something that we need to do, but for God himself to come out and say, but that can blind you if you let it, you've got to be careful with how you handle that. I thought was a great warning, um, a great application that Jesse made in this sermon about how it would be easy to get um, kind of bl- blinded as to this new thing. And interesting enough, I, uh, I had a particular um, rough trauma or experience in my life several years back, um, decades back. And uh, I was in some serious trouble. And my mother gave me two passages of scripture. One was out of Philippians. It says, be anxious for nothing. And the other one was this passage right here, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Or, you know, though, though, though you walk through the waters, you will not um, this. Though you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And, uh, and my mom passed on this this passage to me back then 
when I was going through a particularly difficult time. And I misapplied it and everything, of course, back then, because I, I really didn't have a good grasp on things. But uh, I still, when I come back around and I see this um, passage and I read this passage, I reflect on the past, but not in such a way that I dwell back there so that it blinds me to what's ahead of me, too. So I, I thought it was great the way Jesse handled that. No, very good. And I would I would agree. That was kind of the thing that uh, stuck out to me, too, is that idea of being so focused on the past, you couldn't see the future. And I couldn't help but think of the fact that when Jesus did come, that the people who were there, the Pharisees, the people who should have known better, yeah. didn't get it, didn't understand it. Right. So. Well, and it, from from what I've been reading and some of the things in John and stuff like that, it, it was more than just that. It was a willful um, decision to not accept it. Right. Know? It was not it was not just that they didn't get it. It was a willful no, we're we're not we're not taking you on as the Messiah. Sorry, that's not what we had envisioned. Um, yep. the The other thing uh, that stuck out was when he was talking about Elijah by the brook, you know, and the brook's drying up. You know, he he gave that example of Elijah by the brook Kidron, and it's gradually drying up. But God hasn't told Elijah to do anything different yet. He still told him to stay by that brook. Well, it keeps drying up, and Elijah keeps staying there, and um. He he was making the point that it wasn't until the Lord said, okay, now you need to go over here, that Elijah had been given the direction by God, okay, now go. You know, until the Lord changes what he's told you to do for Elijah, I, I guess, Elijah, you stay there till the brook dries up. And even if it dries up, you continue to stay here till I give you a direction to move on. And that's not always so hard, easy to do either. You know, we as as men... You know, it, not just as people, but more more so as men, when we see things that are happening and, and changing around us, we want to fix them. We want to address them. Um, right. We want we want to meet them as men and say, okay, I, what can I do to um, you know help help God in this situation? <laughs> Even though that's probably not what we're thinking. Um, and really, all we've been told is shut up and just wait. A lot of times, and sometimes not. You know, would you agree? Sometimes some. Sometimes it's like, yeah, hey, you know, come on, start thinking about a few things here, Bob. You know, but then sometimes yeah. there's this just, would you please just shut up and wait on me? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's hard to know the difference. You don't know whether you should act or not act. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes discernment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Were there any memorable lines, any uh, comments or whatever that really jumped out at you? Uh, let's see. You said God's always bigger than the situation. But of course, yeah, don't we know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good to be reminded every now and then, though. Sure is, man. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of positive affirmations in his message, which I, I really enjoyed. I thought that was, it, it was very um, encouraging, I guess. Uh, and he did, uh, he did reflect on um, your sermon, too, about, um, it's about the perspective, you know? Yep. So I thought that was cool that he had listened to, um, other sermons leading up to this as well. So he did his he did his uh, shovel work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He evidently uh, listens to all this stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got to be careful what I say, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he's a good guy, and I think he's got a good message. So yeah, yeah. Good ministry. All right. Any final thoughts? He did uh, reference that sermon that Don did about being known. You know where. 
he, the example he had was I, I know Drew Brees, but Drew Brees doesn't know me. Remember that right. one? Being yeah, known I do remember God? that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There was that one too. So he, he went way back. Yep. No, it was good. Good stuff. He talks fast. So it's one of those things where when I was editing it, uh, there's usually like when Don speaks, there's like little gaps or pauses between his phrases. Right. right. And uh, when I get done and I, I take some of that waiting time out, it shortens up the sermon quite a bit. And well, right. from the time Jesse got up there till he's till he finished up, it was just nonstop. So he's I noticed he I noticed that um, how quickly he spoke in his cadence. And then I noticed mm-hmm. that when I started looking at the sermon, it was 42 minutes. And it's like, oh, wow. You know, because <laughs> normally you kind of call it down to 35 or 32 or something like that. And I knew yep. that um, when you did me a couple of weeks ago, it took all the gaps out between anything that I had, like pauses and things like for dr- drama mm-hmm. and stuff. It just compressed all of that together and uh, and uh, sh- you know, put it right on down there. So I was like, wow, this guy is you know, he's getting his money's worth out of this 42 minutes, man. <laughs> this is full Jesse McBride, brother. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hats off to yeah. him. Right. No, it's good. It'd be good to have him back again sometime. Absolutely. All right. Uh, relevant news and how the, I guess the church might respond or how might we respond. This is not really related to the article we're going to talk about, but I just wanted to kind of take a moment aside here and get the perspective of our, uh, our resident boat captain. What is going on with this weather? Are we uh, ever going to see the end of all this rain? Um, I wish I could help you out here, but every once in a while we get <laughs> locked locked into a cycle where there's a front that just kind of stalls and we get in between some lows and we're experiencing that. The first summer that we had moved back here in Mississippi, we had one of those and it just seemed to rain every single day. And so I do think that we're coming up on an apparent break in this cycle so that we're probably going to have starting tomorrow some drier weather we're still going to but we're not going to have no rain whatsoever we're going back to the cycle where any given time anybody in south mississippi could have a shower in the afternoon due to daytime heating you know what i'm saying i mean so yeah you could have a spot shower in delil and nobody else gets any rain as right. opposed to what we've been getting here, which means basically everybody's been getting rain. So I, I yeah. know it. I know it's getting better because I actually cut the grass today, and there was no standing water in my yard. Wow! Wow! I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. As I say, we can't say that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's really quite wet and has been for a while. I was th- pondering and thinking back to this time last year, and uh, you know, I'd been outside for. I don't know, three, couple, three months by this point. And, uh, this time last year, I think I was recovering from COVID and, uh, and I was still going outside. I mean, my, my skin tone was quite a bit darker than it is this year because <laughs> I was spending so much time outside and, uh, which is good because that kind of leads into our next article. What a segue. Right. <laughs> so the article that we're going to talk about today is, uh, an article called the effects of vitamin D and COVID related outcomes. And uh, I, I ran across this article and I, I thought it was kind of interesting just because of all the things that are attributed to, I, I guess, the good things about vitamin D. And we all know, you know, we need vitamin D for our, you know, teeth and bones and that kind of thing. But they're finding out more and more that there's a lot of other things that this particular vitamin does for us as well. 
So did you guys get a chance to take a look at that article? Yep, I did. Yep. Any initial thoughts on it? Why haven't we heard about this sooner? Right. Um, is it just, is it because it's a vitamin D? So therefore there's really not a lot of money to be made on selling vitamin D, Hmm. but there's more <laughs> money to be made sold on, you know, selling COVID vax. I, I don't know. Hmm. I know, but you know, not to be a conspiracy. Theory, <laughs> no, no, no. But, I, I mean it. but yeah, I mean, you got to wonder, uh, I mean, obviously, and I think some, according to the article, some countries were had recognized that there was benefits here and were telling their people to up their intake of vitamin D as, as they were starting to get hit with COVID. And I guess the basic gist of the article is that for people who had good amounts of vitamin D in their system, they saw less damaging effects right. when they got COVID versus those who didn't have a lot of vitamin D in their system. What, what I did notice in it was is that it wasn't um, a cure-all. There were still Correct. people that got it. That there were still people that died. That mm-hmm. had, you know, but um, your your chances were way better um, than if uh, you didn't have the increased vitamin D. And there's like very little to no downsides to, you know, taking some vitamins. Like it's, it's really only good for right. you. So because I, I think your your body naturally gets rid of excessive vitamins that, that are in the mm-hmm. system, probably. Yeah, not all of yeah. them. I think some of them can get stored up and to become a problem, but I don't think vitamin D is one of them. Right. Various minerals can, can build up in the body and become toxic, but I think actual vitamins, uh, not so much. Your body typically pees out whatever it doesn't need. Right. Yeah. So low cost, low risk. So you really don't have much to lose, but you could have a lot to gain. Right. And they were talking, they didn't make any mention of, you know, the natural sources of vitamin D which I, I, my interest was piqued a little bit. All right. Okay. So basically what you're saying is you need to up the, the IU of uh, vitamin D to this, this level. Well, how would I do that naturally and yeah. through the food that I eat? And, and I don't know how I, I haven't taken that to the next step yet. Yeah. It would be kind of tough to do the, the way we typically get vitamin D is by spending time out in the sun. Your body naturally produces right. it when you're out in the sun. Right, right, right. So, I mean, that's the best way to get it. But of course, you know, milk is fortified with vitamin D. Some orange juices are fortified with vitamin D. You know, there's various things out there that are fortified with vitamin D. But I don't know. I couldn't tell you what kind of foods you could eat that actually can naturally contain vitamin D. Um, I don't know. But uh, I thought it was kind of interesting, that whole business about uh, reducing damaging inflammation. Um, I don't know how you pronounce that word, cytokines, cytokines. Right. I, I've wrestled um, with that myself. <laughs> yeah. And I've, and I have heard of this whole concept of the cytokine storm where it's one of those things that once you're sick with COVID, your body tries to react, but it overreacts right. and it gets in this spiral that then basically it starts attacking all of your body, which people were seeing early on. And it was confusing people because everyone seemed to have different symptoms and people who got the COVID really severely were seeing their, all their internal organs coming under attack by this thing. But it may be that it wasn't the disease that was attacking. It was their own system that was attacking Correct. right? Attacking their organs, possibly because they didn't have enough vitamin D in their system and, in order to regulate that. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Because that's, yeah. what, that's what we witnessed early on. We, we, we couldn't make any sense of this. Why is this? You know, everybody was reacting, responding differently to it. Yeah. And it made sense from a standpoint that New York was getting hit really hard in March. Well, 
what can you know about New Yorkers in March? They'd been in winter all right. winter long. They've been they inside. They hadn't had any sunlight. Right. Exactly. And so they got nailed. Whereas, you know, when it finally hit us in the summertime, which is, it seems like it's going to be our pattern, is that the South, because uh, Florida's getting hit again this year, uh, summertime. But because more people are vaccinated or have already had the disease and whatnot, they're not seeing the hospitalizations like before. But, uh, you know, but in the South, I don't know that we ever had the kind of hospitalizations that they had in the North because it's hitting us in the middle of summer when we're all outside anyway. Right. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. It was an interesting article. And I think, like Andrew said, you know, it's one of those things where it'd be real easy to take some additional supplemental vitamin D just to kind of hedge your bets. Right. The article lists a lot of benefits for taking this vitamin D. I was going to say, it made me want to go maybe start taking some because like you said, we've had such a rainy summer that it's like, I could see where I'm, you know, I could be low right now and it might yeah. be beneficial just to kind of boost that for you know, like inflammation and things like that that were mentioned that weren't necessarily COVID related, but just general health things that can help because the natural source has been somewhat limited this summer. Right. Exactly. Yeah, some of the health benefits it, it mentioned that I kind of triggered my mind and thinking, yeah, maybe I need to go look at some of this is the tiredness mm-hmm. <laughs> was one of them. Um, yeah. I've just been tired and the inflammation is another one. You know, I have a lot of issues with inflammation. I'm popping ibuprofen all the time, which isn't good for you either. Mm-hmm. So maybe some vitamin D might take care of some of that and prevent me from having to take ibuprofen as often. So definitely worth trying. I did look while uh, we had to run to the pharmacy today we went to cbs and i was looking at all the vitamin d's they had on the shelf and every one of them the very first ingredient it was soybean oil mm. i was like Ugh. you know maybe <laughs> soybeans are a natural source of uh, vitamin d but i'm not a fan of soybean oil so uh, i may have to go hit doctor's nutrition or something like that and right. see if maybe they've got a version of it that doesn't have the soybean oil in it yeah, yeah. well i will have my uh pharmacist in-house um starting tomorrow <laughs> evening late but uh we can get to the bottom of this vitamin d thing yeah we can, we can talk to her pick her brain yeah yeah you can sh- show her the article and see what she thinks of course you know being a pharmacist she might be a shill for the I, pharmaceutical I, industry i, I didn't uh-huh. want to say that you know. <laughs> big pharma uh-huh. <laughs> paying her bills man that's right yeah. uh, yeah. that's funny that's funny well, cool. Any other thoughts on the article that we didn't talk about or cover? Um, interesting. I thought that all the references that they seemed to give were from uh, Europe. You know, it didn't seem to be any Americans um, or in that at all. So not that that um, negates it or um, affirms it one way or the other, um, but maybe just a different way that people look at medicine and, um, and things due to, um, you know, over here, I think we're more um, driven by the next great, um, pharmaceutical. Whereas I, I think other parts of the world are tend to like, well, well, what works, you know, if vitamin D works, let's use that, you know? And so, yeah. And I think, I think in other parts of the world, they're looking for natural low cost remedies, you know, things that can help that they're, I mean, like you said before, they're not necessarily looking for the cure, but they are looking for things to kind of help you get through the process. And, and uh, yeah, we don't do that here. I mean, if you even look at some of the early stuff where they were trying to use that uh, chloroquine, 
And it, and that just got shot down immediately because the initial studies were that if you were already in the hospital and they gave you chloroquine, it didn't do anything for you. Well, that didn't answer the question though. Right. You know, right. What if you're, what if you're not in the hospital right. and you've just gotten COVID, does chloroquine help you? They didn't want to answer that question. Yeah. And they still don't want to answer that question. Even though other parts of the world, they were like canning it out like candy. Yep. Saying here, take this. Yeah, the article mentioned uh, that like the European, uh, I don't know if it was the studies or who was saying it, but basically they said there's no real solid proof that this is going to help you, but you know it won't hurt, so why don't you take some? Whereas in the US, they were like, there's no solid proof that this helps, so don't bother. <laughs> that was kind of right, like exactly. my read on it. <laughs> different perspective yeah i mean the the article i think does make the case for correlation you know that they noticed that people with high vitamin d had fewer of these complications but that doesn't necessarily mean causation that it's the vitamin d that's actually doing the work that they think it's doing but i think it's fairly strong and it's in the research and there'll probably be more research done on this down the road but i know that my um my mother-in-law her doctor one of the first things he did was was start putting her on vitamin D mainly for her bone health, but, but just because of all the other health benefits you get from vitamin D, it just makes sense, especially as an older person to be taking it mm-hmm. as a supplement. So good stuff. So if you're old like us, get some vitamin D. I'm heading there right after this podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> kind of a vitamin D party this weekend. That's right. Yeah. Right. going to have bowls of it out on the yeah. tables. Walk in That's here, right. grab your vitamin D. <laughs> like mints. <laughs> uh, that's Jeez. too funny. <laughs> I feel so healthy. All right. Right? Exactly. Uh, I got to go stand in the shade for a little while. I'm getting too much vitamin D. Uh, too much vitamin D, right? Can't yeah. take all this. All right. So I also had on here announcements for upcoming events uh, and other interests. Uh, summer events. I mean, we still want to try to do some summer things. Hopefully if we get a break in the weather here, we can still have a few, uh, um, events, you know, by the pool and do some stuff like that. So, and maybe, you know, some pickleball over at the church or whatever. So we'll try to get something put together if we can just get a break in this weather. Also, we still have the, uh, church center app and there's been a handful of folks that have sort of kind of gotten their minds wrapped around using it and are, church directory i think has six families in it now that are that are actually in the directory and um i thought it was all of the elders but actually and i'm calling them out here jacob and erica did not make it into the directory it's actually mm. freddie and nancy what it <laughs> figured out how to oh get into the directory my. yeah oh my yeah so i thought that was pretty funny you know, originally when I saw Davis in there, I just assumed it was Jacob and Eric. I should have known yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nancy's pretty sharp on that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, she got she got right on it. And the way that works is if if you go in there and it, it's not giving you an invite to come in and be part of the uh, directory, that means that I need to send you an invite to get into the directory. So uh, you can contact me you know, either by email or text or whatever, and I'll I'll get that set up for you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, last thing I want to touch on real quick is, uh, be in prayer for the church. Um, just the church in general. I mean, BFC in particular, but, uh, just the Christian church in general, uh, in the United States, we're kind of catching it from all sides. And, and, uh, unfortunately I think there's some things that are, that are moving in this country right now that are antithetical to Christianity. 
and Christians are trying to figure out how to respond to it or embrace it or somehow incorporate it into Christianity or whatever. And uh, so we're, we're treading on some dangerous ground here. And it's nothing that the church hasn't experienced before or been um, presented with before. But uh, we just need maybe to spend a little time in the words, sort of get back to our roots and try to get back to what the church was really called to do, which was to make disciples. So be in prayer for the church and also pray again that you know, God give you opportunity to invite somebody to church. Uh, when that invitation comes, that the Spirit would give you the the strength and uh, the will to actually make the invite. And hopefully we'll see more folks uh, darkening the doors of the local church. It happens that typically kids, you know, a lot of kids are raised in church. And then after they get out of high school or whatever, they kind of quit going while they're in college. And then they'll get married and they'll start having a family of their own. And when they start having children of their own, that's usually when a lot of those will start coming back to church. But but not always. We're seeing a lot of folks that uh, either aren't weren't ever raised in the church or if they were raised in the church when they left, they just called it quits. And uh, a lot of churches are really struggling right now. Just be in prayer for the church uh, in general. Bob sent out a prayer request this uh, today, right? They went out today. Yeah, and uh, yeah. various things going on in the church. I don't necessarily want to throw this out over the podcast. Uh, if you get that email from Bob, take some time and just sit down and, and really pray over those those uh, items and uh, try to uh, to to do your part. Prayer does have a big impact uh, on everything, and so I think it's important. Any final words, last thoughts, guys? Uh, on that issue of prayer, I would say that uh, you know. We tend to focus on praying for people who are sick or having to, you know procedures or things like that. Um, but really what you find more in Scripture is uh, praying for one another's growth um, in, in trust of the Lord and uh, their walk with the Lord. And so that's really where we have to kind of force ourselves to pray for one another. And if you'll just, you know, go to scripture, I'll just give you one. Go to, go to the prayer at the end of Ephesians 3. Um, it's a great prayer that you can pray for anybody. Um, and, and it's not about physical healing. It's about growth in Christ, growth as believers, growth in grace, growth in peace is really what it, it's getting to. You know, he, Paul, Paul starts talking about grace and peace at the start of that letter. He has a chapter on grace and peace in chapter 2. And then he wraps it up with the prayer at the end about how do you grow in grace and peace? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fantastic prayer for one another in grace and peace. And that's the kind of prayers I would really hope that somebody's praying for me. And when they do pray things like that for me, I can feel it. I know it. I know it because I, I do things that are not of me. I am able to, mm. to somehow do the things that are beyond me that I want to do as Paul would say, but I don't do. And then it's with this power of prayer, people praying for me in that direction that I'm actually able to do what I'm unable to do. And so, and likewise, it, because that happens to me, it, it, I'm mindful of the fact that if I pray for other people like that, um, that, uh, that, that has a similar effect on it. And, and I also, I mentioned in that, um, that just, you know, I'm an older guy. I'm I'm kind of past a lot of things, and I I tend to think that, you know, my child rearing years are over, and my um, 
example setting years as a father are over, but that's nothing could be further from the truth. I am still in the example setting um, mode as a father to my children and to the people that know me. And I pray that I never lose sight of that as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I pray for the, the younger guys that are have younger kids coming up. Um, Andrew and Abby, Zach and Tirza, Chris and Margaret, um, Jacob and Erica. Have I missed anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get the nasty gram. But, uh, <laughs> y- you know, it, at first I was, was focusing on let's pray for these guys because they've, they've really got a, a lot on their plate and a big challenge going on. But then I realized that, well, wait a second, we're, we're all still examples. You know, you're still Andrew's father. He still looks at you, still sees how you act. And so you're still setting an example. You know, the, the roles tend to change a little bit, but we're still in the roles of being fathers, um, husbands, um, elders. Uh, believers Mm -hmm. and and that will never change and and i hope i hope that all three of us when we get to wherever we're going if you know it's the rapture or if we pass from this life before that that when we enter into the presence of the lord we do hear him say well done well done man because you know there's other people standing around that are going to hear that well done right well done so yeah yeah, it's important. Absolutely. No, good word. Anything else, Andrew? No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's good. Well done. Right? right? I don't know how right. I could follow that up, Bob. Right. Bob yeah, did I'm a so- perfect little closeout right there. I'm sorry, man. Sorry. Uh, no, no. Good stuff. Good stuff. Things things that need to be said. All right. Uh well, Bob, would you go ahead and close us out in prayer? Sure. For sure. After talking about it, after talking about all that, I hope I can pull it off, you know, right. All right. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no looking around. Unless you're Uh, driving. Unless you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We love you, Lord. And I am so grateful that you love us and that you have planned this out from the get go. Um, To example, to show us your grace, your love, your mercy and that you haven't left us. Please guide us as we have believed to walk worthy of your calling. Help us to walk in the works that you've created us to walk in and that we would understand what that is and that we would look for that and not ignore it. Help us to look for opportunities to involve ourselves in one another's lives, to involve ourselves in the lives of the people that we know, that we work with, that we associate with, that we can represent you well before them in all that we do, all that we say, so that when we do meet you, uh, we'll hear well done. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and found it thought-provoking. The Upper Room is a Bible Fellowship Church production. The opinions discussed by our guests are just opinions and random thoughts at the time of recording and do not necessarily reflect the doctrine or stated beliefs of Bible Fellowship Church.